listening to Ambitious AF, a podcast that will help you level up, find positivity, and put yourself on top right now and every day for the rest of your life. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and each week I will bring you a guest or thought that will motivate you to get out of bed every morning with the willingness to succeed. Being ambitious means you are proud of who you are and everything you've accomplished. Only you can make that happen, though. But with the help of this podcast, you will rise to the top. You will find success. You will believe in yourself and manifest happiness. And most importantly, you will become ambitious AF. I know you are eager to begin. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here and another interview. I know it has been a couple of weeks since you've heard from ambitious entrepreneurs here on the podcast. So I'm super, super excited to talk to Lauren today. She is a business and marketing mentor and consultant of Brand Good Time. So before I and we dive into all these questions, let's hear a little bit more about Lauren, how she started her business, and we're just going to get into that entrepreneurial journey. So Lauren, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. If you can just introduce yourself and let everyone know more about your business. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Secondly, hi, I'm Lauren. (laughs) I am, uh, as you said, a business mentor, marketing mentor, and a brand consultant. I'm very multi-passionate, and this was something that, I'll get into this, but um, it took me a while to be comfortable with that, Mm. uh, with being multi-passionate and owning that too, and not just being like, I am just this, Mm -hmm. and this is how you know me. You know, we're all taught, especially I think in the online space, that like you should niche down, Um, and so that's all I showed people was like one side of my business for so long. And as soon as I opened that up, the floodgates did too. (laughs) Um, but with that being said, how I got started, I, um, I always like to tell people, I like to start from the beginning and say that, you know, both of my parents have had entrepreneurial spirits. My dad has climbed the corporate ladder. My mom has her own real estate brokerage. Um, I've always been surrounded by ambitious people and like my dad's side of the family one of my uncles works at google one's a doctor like it has been no like we kind of in my mind i've had no choice but to be successful and i'm using air quotes even though i know (laughs) the audience can't see me being successful um that's always been ingrained in me and so ambition is something i've just always i've always had it's Mm -hmm. like i I think it's just in my blood Mm -hmm. um and so when i was in college i had a lot of internships um, early on. I started like my my sophomore year with internships because I just knew I wanted to dive in. I didn't want to wait till year three or year four to figure that out. I wanted to I wanted to start seeing what I was into early on and not just relying on like classes and course education to guide that for me. Um, and I still say that like those internships and jobs and everything I had in college truly guided where I am today much more than like any schooling I ever had. Um, and so I had a lot of internships. I bounced around a lot and I kind of decided early on that I think I wanted my own business. And I joke that like I saw the corporate ladder, but I never saw like the rungs between one and 10, mm-hmm. let's just say. Like I was just like, I don't see me, I don't see myself working my way up something. I just see myself like being at the top. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was an early indicator for me that like uh, entrepreneurship was probably going to be the best route. So when I graduated, I started at a corporate job. I started an agency. I absorbed everything I possibly could, started taking on freelance clients on the side and uh, was able to kind of build my business up enough to take it on my own. So 
Um, I had an agency. I had my own little agency. That was my dream to have a big company. But that dream was also paralleled with like, wait, do I really want that? Mm-hmm. Is or is that just all I'm conditioned to know and believe like that you want that you build a business to be big, not to um, be necessarily sustainable or fulfilling. Um, so funny timing last summer in the middle of the pandemic, um, a a client of mine was like, Hey, we want to buy your company and like merge. And we're starting this like tech startup. And it was very different. Um, and it just felt like the right opportunity because I was becoming very burnt out on like, what is the vision for my agency? And I'd worked really hard to build it to where it was after five years. And it just felt right to let it go. Yeah. So I let it go um, and I joined the company. And then a couple of weeks later, the company investors pulled out and I was left with, I mean, a a nice little contract. No worries. (laughs) I got that figured out, but I was left with a, what do I do now? Right. And it, over those couple of weeks between leaving my company and like sorely missing being an entrepreneur and starting what is now brand good time, I realized I really wanted to help young female entrepreneurs, like not spend as much time as I did trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so mentorship felt natural. So I dove into that while continuing to take on consulting clients on the side, um, as well as some web design projects here and there. I'm a show at web design partner. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I lean into everything. I'm so passionate about all sorts of different things. But yeah, so that, I mean, that's where I sit today. About 25% of my business is mentorship, 50% is consulting, and 25% is random, you know, web design projects I take on here and there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's so cool. And that's, that's like a massive entrepreneurial journey. Um, I've yeah. never had anyone get to the point where they've been able to sell their business and then even start another one. Um, so kind of, so there's a couple little steps, right? It's like you go from corporate smidge straight into starting your agency and now agency. So the agency's no more, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, and now you have brand good time. And the reason I I point out those three steps is because a lot of people think, uh, and this is kind of what I want to touch, touch on. A lot of people think that once I decide to start my own business, it's the only thing that I have for the rest of my life, right? They're totally scared to pivot They don't understand that as your business grows, your business can pivot and you, you can pivot and, or you can pivot, I guess. Right. So for you, your business pivoted itself because it got bought and then you pivoted and started another one. So if you want to kind of dive into like just the mindset around being okay with that and just listening to yourself and knowing that when that time comes, it's, it's a good step to take because I think a lot of people are scared. Um, they just think like I started business. The only thing I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So yeah, I want to, that's a great, this is going to be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I have this corporate experience and because I had an agency, so I was a little more involved on a local level. That was really important for getting clients for us. Um, as well as like working with bigger businesses than I think a lot of people in the online space typically do. They work with a lot of personal brands and startups. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot by being a little, I went from corporate culture to agency. Right. And so they're very, they're very close. Mm -hmm. The culture, the dealings, like a lot of it is still very professional Mm -hmm. where I am now is like the least professional I can can be. Like I have a podcast. I use AF in my podcast too, you know, so it's like, can be a little bit different, but what I'm getting at here is, I was still learning a lot about 
business and the business mm-hmm. side of things. And one thing I heard early on that I refuse to believe and now I'm like, oh, it makes sense, is that every business is sellable. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what you need to, you want to get it to that point. Otherwise in the eyes of the IRS, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. So you want to have a profitable business and like getting it to a place of being sold should, like, it's an option. It is an option. It's absolutely an option. So once I like wrapped my head around that, I started to care a little bit more about the numbers in my business and look at scalable systems and really just try and hire quality people and not treat this like a hobby. I mean, I grew up playing teacher with my friends, you know, and like teaching the course curriculum in our little classes on our <laughs> play dates, right? Um, this is that those are fun, cute little hobbies when you're a kid, but as an adult, like you need a, if if you're gonna run a successful business, it should be profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and therefore you have okay, so you have a profitable business, so you can make fun decisions. You can use that money in whatever way you want to strategically or not. If you want to just fulfill the lifestyle that you want for yourself, or if Mm -hmm. you want to grow and be able to provide that lifestyle for employees and other people, it, it, it is all up to how you define success as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really the bottom line there is like, what, what does success mean to you? What do you want this business to look like? And it should feel right for me for a while. It didn't feel right. Like I, so desperately was like, I just want a big company and I want to be known for that. Like notoriety was huge to me. Um, but that didn't match like the lifestyle. I never really saw myself as, you know, going to a gala and accepting an Mm -hmm. award and like Mm -hmm. wearing a fancy dress. Like that just wasn't it for me. I saw, you know, okay, I'm sick of having to request for time off or feeling guilty about that. Um, I like to travel and see my family like, okay, so that became a huge pillar of success for me was, okay, can I comfortably step away from my business? Mm -hmm. You know, people think that you have to make more money or um, achieve a certain level of growth or be recognized in a certain way to have a successful business. And that's just not the case. We're not all going to be Amy Porterfields and Jenna Kutcher's. Yep. We're also <laughs> not going to all be um, Omnicom agencies or Ogilvy and me there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it just depends on how you define success. And for me, when I get, when I got to that place of like, maybe selling is an option, especially as I'm getting burnt out mm-hmm. on what I'm even doing. And I want this to look so different. And I've garnered years of experience. I can be a consultant and a mentor. Mm-hmm and achieve the life I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, it, it's always good to talk about this because when I'm assuming, right. The only thing with podcasting that I, I don't always like is I can't see, right. The audience that I'm talking to, but I'm assuming, um, all the listeners here are, um, aspiring entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, potentially business owners, Um, or people who are just not fulfilled in their nine to five lifestyle. Right. And as you go to make that decision, you know, it's really like you, you always have to start with what you're passionate in, because if you just start a business just because you want to make the money or you want to create the time, those things are not going to happen because you will find that, especially starting your business, you're spending more time than you probably have and will in your nine to five. You do have to invest if you want to start it on the right foot, right? So there's all these different variables. Um, but the number one thing that, that really comes down is, is are you passion, passionate with it? 
And if you are, right, you can take that because that means you're eager to wake up and do your business or do your side hustle every single day. And as that business grows into a full business, you will pivot. Like there will come a point where you're sitting there at your desk and you're either working way too many hours than you expected still, or you're not making the income that you you wanted still, or people start to approach you, right? And they're, they're starting to ask you, what are you going to do with this? Are you going to sell? Because there are so many people out there that buy businesses all the time. Mm-hmm. And it comes to that point where you know, it comes down to your vision again. And if your vision board is like, this is my company and I want to see X, Y, and Z out of it, then you have to stay true to your vision board. But if you look at your vision and you're you're like, this is my company, but, you know, maybe I actually want to get into this. Or maybe if I let go of this company, I could start something else because I'll have more time, right? And there's all those maybes that might come through. And it really just comes down to like that vision and that feeling that you have when you look at your overall business idea or company, right? When you look at this and you're realizing, do I want this for the rest of my life? Can I, can I be in this for the rest of my life? Does this bring me pure joy and excitement? Because I think sometimes people leave the nine to five, they start a business and then it's like they get stuck in a nine to five again. Uh, and then they, they feel guilty almost for not wanting this business anymore. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot of like just owning, owning your shit essentially, right? If you feel guilty or if you're letting other people come in and sway your opinion on what you're doing, then you just, you just can't do that, right? You just have to, like entrepreneurs, you just have to be super, super, super in tuned with yourself and you have to really, really, really block everything else around you and come back to, do I want this? Not social media, not your friends and family, not people that want to throw money at you, buy your business. Do I want this? And you always have to just appreciate and own, do I want this? Is this the path I want to take? Because it's, it's going to change all the time. Yeah, I have like a couple of things I, I want to say to that. So going back to like your passion, right? Starting a business around your passion. I definitely wasn't passionate about web design, but that ended up being like the mo- the number one revenue generator. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being a ton of fun for me. Like some things you just don't know until you get mm-hmm. into the thick of it, which yeah. I think is why starting an agency was so cool for me. Cause I could really test out like, okay, what do I like besides the fact of what I'm just good at and what I'm passionate yeah. about? What I was passionate about was social media mm. to start, you yeah. know, like that's, that was part of my corporate job was social media and digital marketing campaigns. Um, but I have a design background, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like editor in chief of my high school yearbook doing a lot of the design there. And then I went to college and part of what I did in college was graphic design. So, um, I think it's aligning your passion with what is lucrative, Mm -hmm. what, um, like where, where is there an ROI potential? Where is there an impact potential? Um, and you know, like I think initially sometimes that means maybe not doing things, doing things that you don't love, but it definitely guides you to a spot of like, oh, this is what I really like to do. And so, and so I think to that, when you, when you enter entrepreneurship, just know that the first six months to a year of your business is going to change so much. Mm -hmm. When I launched brand good time, my second business, I was like, I'm just going to be a show at web designer and I'm going to sell templates. And then I'm going to do consulting sessions too around strategy. And that's going to be the mentorship side. 
I was not thinking I was going to continue consulting. I was actually turning away consulting clients. Um, and I had to like have a nice hard look at what is going to be profitable and sustainable mm-hmm. in my business. Uh, and then mix that with things I was passionate about. And for me, that looked like developing niche programs mm-hmm. for the mentorship side of what I do. And then continuing to work. Like I really honed in on my vision. I'm like, if I'm going to work with a consulting client, it needs to be a brand that is that wants to have fun, that is excited to try new options and opportunities, uh, and let me take the reins. You mm-hmm. know, like th- I had very specific parameters around that because I knew my capacity would be limited there. Yeah. So I just think it's really important to know and remember that your business is going to constantly change. And I reassess every quarter. Mm-hmm. I-, I update my books weekly and I reassess yeah. every quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I. That's something else is like, I just became obsessed with numbers. And I think that has to do with like my corporate background and a lot of the reporting and data and analytics I would do in social media and digital marketing. Um, but numbers don't lie. Yeah. Numbers, numbers give you projections. Numbers tell you what's working and not working. And a lot of entrepreneurs are not looking at their numbers. Um, I know it's hard when you're just getting started. You're like, well, I have no numbers to look at. Start tracking now. It's yeah. like never too early. You can look back. You can see like, you know, and correlate that with like where pivots and changes might be able to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, you, it, again, really important to recognize and understand and know early on as an entrepreneur, things are going to change yeah. rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also I think a lot of people, um, when they're first starting and they do buy into mentor or coaching opportunities and stuff like that, there are a good bit of mentors and coaches on there that is like niche down, only do one thing. Right. (laughs) Which we're both rolling our eyes, right? Because we've heard it all the time. Niche down, niche down. The only way to make business, you have to niche down. Um, But here, both of us are. um, I have an agency. You, you had an agency. You have a business. You have a podcast, right? I have a podcast. Like there's all these different things, programs, courses, mentorships, um, or memberships, um, books, right? Like I'm hoping to launch a book this year. There's, there's all these little things that um, I've been wanting to do since starting my agency, which wasn't really an agency idea when I first started it. But this year I was like, I'm going to do an agency now. Cause I actually did the consulting last year. And then I'm like, no, I like, I want an agency. Um, but then there's all these other things that, I have as well. And it's really funny when I talk to people and they're like, okay, so who's your audience? And I'm like, well, which product are you talking about? Cause this one's this, this one's this, this one's this. And some people would be like, you're nuts. You're not niching down. Right. <laughs> but it's okay if you have passions and other things. Um, but then of course you do have to focus on what is that thing that, that does have a good ROI and is still creating sustainable income because obviously we need, um, our business to, to provide us with an income. Otherwise we're not able to do other things, but I mean here, like, I mean, both of us, it's like, you know, you get into your, your company, you build your company for a couple of years and it's like, well, let me try the membership route. Let me try the the courses and the programs. Let me try podcasting. Let me do all these things. See if I'm passionate or if I like any of those other, um, avenues or as well as these avenues, are they going to bring in, uh, multiple streams of income for my business and all those kinds of things. So, um, do you don't you don't always have to niche down from the beginning is essentially what I was getting at. <laughs> no, I mean you can or you don't. I mean <laughs> you find what works for you. What yeah. I think is the most important thing to recognize it, whether you are or are not going to niche down is the channels in which you market yourself. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like yeah. where and the channels in which the places that you build your brand. I'm not going to go on my Instagram today and say, buy a website for me, hire me as a consultant and come into a brand strategy session with me mm-hmm. and I'll mentor you. The, uh, the brand I've built on that Instagram and what I've chosen from the beginning was mentorship focused. So <laughs> it can be a little confusing because if you're a corporate company looking me up on Instagram, you're going to be like, what is this? However, on my website, it's very explicit. The yeah. options of, in which you can work with me. And there's a very specific journey I take you through on my website if you land on a mentorship page and realize maybe consulting is better for you or vice versa, depending on the brand that you are. And then on LinkedIn, I am very, I'm just very much more like thought leader focused, but I sprinkle in things around consulting. And that is where I like farm my consulting clients. Um, And then my podcast is like a mix of my personal life business and things that can be relatable for starting entrepreneurs. So it really just depends on how you, position yourself and your brand and who you're talking to. There's also in-person networking. Mm-hmm. I am, you are so quickly able to pivot a conversation or decide the direction of a conversation based on the person who's standing in front of you. Yeah. Do they work at a corporate company or are they an entrepreneur? Right. Great. I'm going to talk about mentorship or I'm going to talk about consulting or this is a company that needs a website. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. So I just think like if you niche down and you just in your mind have this mindset block of like, oh, I'm, I'm only going to advertise mentorship and I, but you know, I'm not going to take on these projects. Like you're leaving so much money on the table and yeah. not that money should be the driver for everything, but like money and passion, right? If you're passionate about it and it's something you want to do, why, like why eliminate that yeah. from your vocabulary essentially? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing when you said that cause I literally just had a new client. I asked them for their app, like audience avatar, right? Like who, who's your audience? And it was literally a 31 year old female. There was no like range, right? It was 31 female nine to five life. This is the job they have. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. We can't do this. I was like, are you really just targeting female? Because from what I know online, I think you're targeting both. And then they're like, oh no, we're doing both. So it, it's it's funny because you're just saying that I just had that conversation. It was like 31 female, that's it. In this position, that's it. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe let's broaden our horizon a little bit more. <laughs> I think what a lot of people fail to remember is that, and and you know this probably as well, in traditional agency culture, you don't just have one persona. Yeah. And a persona, persona, let me break down a persona, ideal client avatar, ideal client profile, like there's so many Mm -hmm. different ways to say it, but like a brand persona, like or a persona profile, ideal client profile, there's so many different ways to say it these days, but when I worked in an agency, it was like, you never just have one. Right. There's multiple. Yeah. There are always going to be multiple. Uh, and so I, when I started my mentorship business, I was having a really hard time being told by people I needed to niche down. I was having a very hard time coming up with one persona. And what that kind of looks like in my, even in my mentorship business, like it's not just one person, it's mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. It's like my podcast is called She's Busy AF. I love that our podcast. I know. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but, um, it's, it could go two ways. Yeah. It could be like, I talk on topics that are for two profiles. One is the girl who's already booked out, mm-hmm. booked and busy and stressed. Mm-hmm. But then it's also the one who wants to manifest being busy, like right. manifest being right. booked out. Right? right. So it like, it goes two directions. And those are my ideal client profiles is booked and busy or on their way. Um, definitely not s- startups, but 
that and that's what's worked for me and I've been able to develop programs and things and like a, a kind of like a value ladder of graduate graduation for both of those profiles yeah. and it's possible and you can also all, like launch two offers at once and it can work really well yeah. for you it's just all in how you talk about it and position the profiles yep yep absolutely so. yeah yeah that was <laughs> side to it and some little tips for everyone starting too you definitely do not have to niche down or feel the stress that you only have to go after one specific audience because there there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in this world and some of them fall just out of that specific audience that you aren't able to reach because your mind is like, they're not my target audience, but you're leaving tons of potential clients on the table, right? So you just have to be willing and uh, wanting to accept people outside of who you think your your first ideal avatar av- um, audience is. Um, okay, so, so before we start to wrap up. I don't know if we're going to wrap up yet, but we might be wrapping up, but I definitely want to get to, um, like the ambition question, right? Because I love that our podcasts are, are named similar and we always have the ambition term in it. So, and I know you kind of talked a little bit about being ambitious in the beginning, but when you hear, like when someone tells you, oh, you're a very ambitious woman, what does that mean to you? Like, what does the term ambition and being ambitious mean to you? Yes, that's a great question. Um, I'm not even sure if I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, <laughs> but I lied my way into my first corporate job, that corporate agency job. I I did not have the experience necessary mm-hmm. um, to get that position. It was not entry level. Um, however, I had my eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted. I wanted to work my way into a specific part of this agency. And this was the position that was going to like start me. Um, and I was around paid social and I bought a book three days before the interview, read it cover to cover, went in, pooped my pants thinking yep. I probably bombed it, ended up getting the job, pooped my pants for the first two weeks, went home <laughs> crying every night thinking, what, what was I thinking? Um, ended up leading the team before moving to like a different part of the agency, but also, um, my bosses never knew. I actually went back to one of them and was like, did you have any idea that I actually didn't know anything when I started? And he was like, what? No. (laughs) Um, and my, and my point of the story is like, I, I knew I had my eyes on something Mm -hmm. and I had a vision and I was going to relentlessly pursue that vision Um, but also like giving myself grace, knowing when it was time to make a change too, you know, Mm -hmm. like I really wanted to work in the social media side of things, but I had patience to know, okay, I need to prove myself here. I need to build my rapport here. Um, and so being ambitious to me is having that vision, being, not being afraid of change, but also having patience to know that, like, I think we live in a world of instant gratification Mm -hmm. and, it just to even, you know, I talk about being a consultant to even be a consultant. Like you have to have experience. Mm-hmm. You have to be confident in, in your profession. So in being ambitious is knowing that is knowing that like you need to continue to finesse your skill and grow and become an expert. Um, and, and, but just relentlessly pursue the goal you're after and not mm-hmm. give up. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to me. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it's, I mean, it's, yeah, not giving up. That is like, such an important and and I know people they hear it all the time but they don't really understand what that means until you're faced in the situation of wanting to give up versus not right and 
going back to like just owning who you are and trusting in yourself and what your gut feeling or your mind or your heart is telling you. Just don't give up though, because people so, so easily, uh, they get into hard situations. And I mean, being a nine to five employee is hard. Running your business is hard. Starting from scratch is hard. Growing it is hard. Selling it is hard. Um, I mean, even the things like advertising on social media is hard, right? Like all of these things, you're going to face all of these hardships, but it's so fun. Like it's, it's, I mean, at least I'm, I, you know, for us, and if it's not fun, then maybe it's not, not the life for you, but it's like so fun to go through these things and to, to have our minds work that way. Like when a situation arises, are, are, am I just going to give up and let my team down or my clients down, or am I going to figure something out? Right. And it's like your brain's constantly thinking and watching and reading the analytics because they are very important. And, um, and just going after like, okay, well, if they did it good, let me see if I can reach out to them and find it. So, so it's, it's a fun environment in general. It's a fun life for sure. Uh, and that's what I think everyone sees online is the fun aspect of being an entrepreneur. But it is freaking hard. It is. It's really, really hard. And, you know, I'll never be like the person that says like, oh, yeah, it's so easy. Like I was able to grow my business, make more money than my nine to five because you hear that all the time. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's easy to make more money than your nine to five, depending on what your nine to five gave you. But it's hard to actually sustain it. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people uh, don't believe or want to believe. And then they get into that situation and then they give up. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and no, good. It's, it's so, yeah, it's so important when you're faced with that moment of giving up too, I feel like you have, a, you have options, you have choices. It's not that you, it's even not that you have to keep going mm-hmm. in the direction you were going to, right? Like if you are faced with a moment of, I feel like I'm, I need to give up. It just means there's time. It's time for change. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change. And I think what I found with a lot of my clients when they get to that point where they're like, "I just don't think entrepreneurship is for me," I find it's because of it's because of um, I look at like what they've invested in, mm-hmm. and typically it's people who've told them like my way or the highway. Yeah. And they're trying that my way or the highway, but they're not the same person. They're not. They're not running the same business. Like it is they're in a different area. Like there's so many factors that go into it and like everyone has to find out what their secret sauce is for their business. Mm-hmm. And so you like in, in the, those moments where you're like, I want to give up, it's okay. I haven't found my secret sauce yet. It's yeah. like what you have to keep remembering and saying, okay, like let's try something else now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and that, that is a massive point because I think also like a lot of people, when they get to that point, this like scared, like, I'm going to give up because this isn't working because maybe my income fell or something like that. They immediately go to then who else can help me? Like who can do this for me? Who can, who can help me like raise this? They never actually look internally at themselves. Like what am I doing that, that gave me this really bad month? Um, they're immediately just jumping the gun and saying like, okay, this mentor is not working anymore. I need to go find someone else. And then they drop loads of more money on some, right? Yeah. (laughs) I see this happen all the time because I'm like you, I'm not like, there's not one specific, and, and I mean, we build systems all the time, but there's no one specific system for your business, right? It really depends on your business. It depends on your income you're bringing in. It depends on the type of product you're launching, right? So all these different variables and it's, and I always, it happens every time. Like when a client has a bad month, it's like, 
okay, well, what do you need to do? And it's like, we have the systems for you. What are you doing, right? You have to also look internally at yourself. And then they always like, it's always that, well, I'm just going to go spend more money. Um, Or if I get on a call, it's like, oh, well, I just bought a new mentorship program. And I'm like, "Uh, that's fine, right? Like, go for it. That's awesome. But like, if you keep spending all this money and you're not looking internally at what you're doing for your business, then you're just going to keep spending a lot of money and then it does come a point where you do have to step aside and give it to someone else even. Oh yeah. And that gets, that gets really frustrating. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've I've had so many clients just go down that path and Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, but you're not looking at you. You're not like, there's like internal leadership issues there. I just think that there's an answer to every problem and it doesn't always mean you need to outsource the problem. Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes once, once again, you just got to own your stuff (laughs) And mm-hmm. you just gotta gotta go for it and just continue it and and sometimes you are the mistake uh, and that's totally fine. Like it's it's crazy how quickly we are uh, to just beat ourselves up and and we don't need that, right? It's like we just we don't. It's crazy because I'm I'm always like if I'm in a bad mood, there's something really 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 wrong <laughs> because I don't let myself get in a bad mood, right? Like I'll do things that make myself happy and. And for everyone listening, um, try to get to that point. And I I say this all the time on the podcast, like you're trying to be like happy 90% of the time, 99% of the time, if best, but like 90% of the time you need to be happy and you have to do things to make you happy and you can't always beat yourself up um, because you're not going to get anywhere with that. So, (laughs) all right, then that's like a whole new topic, Um, you know, we could get into. But um, before we actually wrap up this time, and this is always a hard question. Um, so if you could give just one, one piece of advice, and normally I ask one piece of advice for people who are looking to start their business, but for you, like I want one piece of advice, um, someone in their business who is being told niche down, niche down, niche down, but they want to try other avenues. What is that one piece of advice you give a current business owner? Um, if you're being told to niche down and you are feeling resistant, there's a reason. So, I mean, the very blatant answer is don't niche down then sit down, map out. Okay. What are you passionate about? Assign value to that. Okay. So let's just say you want to go down the route of mentorship consulting and web design. Okay. What does that look like? Where are the clients going to come from? What does the individual sales cycle look like for each of those pillars? Because they are different service pillars and they should be treated separately. The sales cycle is going to be completely different. Um, So I would just say, write down what you're passionate about. Write down what what else you want to pursue if you don't just want to niche down, if we're talking about services specifically. Um, And if we're talking about like profiles specifically, where do those profiles fit within the services that you offer? And how can you, how can you then go market to them and write a plan for it? I probably have over 20,000 Google documents in my Google drive in the last year, which is like so kind of embarrassing to admit, but I am that girl. I make a spreadsheet or a Google doc for every Mm -hmm. idea I have. And if it's documented, if it's written down, I can come back to it. It's, it makes a world of a difference. So again, document document your thought process says what you want sit on it walk close your computer come back the next day talk about it with a biz bestie but don't let that sway your decision right really just sit with it i'm not like the most woo-woo person but like 
manifest the energy you want mm-hmm. to go with that yeah, yeah. and do what feels right. You will figure it out. Yeah. You know, whether you recruit help for it or not, just know that like what's in your gut is what's going to ultimately be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, it was so great having you on. I feel like we're, we're, we have such similarities too. So I'm, I'm glad that we connected and met and I'm so, so happy that you came on the podcast. Um, but before we say goodbye to everyone, uh, please tell everyone how they can find you in all spectrums, like website, <laughs> socials, the whole thing, because you never know um, someone coming to you for a website or consulting or mentorship doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, so spill the beans. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, so the Mecca would probably be my website, which is brandgoodtime.com. Um, if you are interested in just learning more about business building, entrepreneurship, um, master classes and programs and stuff like that, I really I give away a lot of value on my Instagram. And my podcast is a place for everyone. So the She's Busy AF podcast, we're on Spotify um, and Apple. All of all of this information can be found on my website again, though. So, And I'm starting a YouTube channel, so I'm really Ooh. excited to get more into that and do more video. Um, but, yeah, so really just between Instagram, yep. uh, website, and, you know, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, uh, Lauren Bordelon on LinkedIn, not a fun last name to spell. And it is changing <laughs> soon, so I don't know how relevant that's going to be. Yay, but, congrats. Um, but thank you so much for having me. And Caroline, I would love to have you on my podcast. we got to yeah, keep these absolutely. conversations going. It's been, like, a, it's been very stimulating to have yeah. like, these types of conversations. I know. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're Yes, you're welcome. And and thank you because it's, it's, like, it's so refreshing to talk to people that have, like, similar journeys, similar mindsets, similar, um, like, inspirational uh, tidbits and stuff like that. So I would be honored to be on your podcast. And uh, it means the world that, that we were able to energetically meet, right? Because I'm not, like, woo-woo-woo, but I do think everyone meets for a reason. So um, I'm excited to continue our friendship. And everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please go check Lauren out. Um, also, Show It is an amazing <laughs> platform. So if you are just little, uh, uh, I'll throw throw one on for you. But if you are looking um, for a website and or it's awesome because it converts well into an app as or onto your phone too, um, but Show It's awesome. So go, go reach out to Lauren on that one. But anything else that um, really just like had your aha pivotal moment on this episode, please go let her know. Uh, we love hearing from you all. So send her a DM or send her an email or something like that. Uh, let her know that you came from the podcast. So that is it, everyone. Lauren, thank you so, so much. Uh, can't wait to keep talking with you and everyone tuning in. Thank you so, so much and have an amazing day. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up for my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.